0: But we don't actually get to see firsthand what our favorite rookies are doing on the NFL field. Like, I'm an Atlanta Falcons fan. I want to see how Kyle Pitts is playing in practice. Is he dropping a lot of passes? Is he uh, messing up? Is he fumbling the ball? Yeah. Um, What's his diet think, but,
1: like, you know? Like, is
0: he, is he, yeah. is he in the gym? <laughs> yeah, maybe I, maybe I want to go even farther. and Yeah, like, what time does he get up? Hey guys, welcome to Product Explained, a show where we talk about products and the company's history and strategy behind them. I'm your first host, Jeff Lee.
1: And I'm your co-host, Mike Alcazarin. Hey Jeff, how often did your parents yell at you to get off the computer because you're never going to make any money sitting there all day? Go do your homework.
0: Uh, I think it's ironic now that almost all of our careers are remote work, especially the two of us. Today's show, we're talking about Twitch, a video live streaming service. Yeah. So for anyone that is not
1: familiar with Twitch at all, Twitch is a live streaming platform for primarily for gamers. There's some other content creators on there as well. As Jeff and I were talking about before the show, that's a whole rabbit hole of the long tail that we're probably not going to get into for this show. But essentially you log into Twitch on mobile desktop or any other ingress point, like your TV app, and you can watch live streamers. So these are folks that are Typically playing a video game uh, in on the main screen and then a picture-in-picture picture window of them just on a webcam talking about them gaming. So it, it's it's kind of wild, but just a quick anecdote from my personal life. I remember growing up with my brother, we would essentially do this for hours. Like my I would be playing StarCraft or Diablo Two or Diablo One, definitely huge Blizzard fans in our in our household. Yeah. And I would just watch my brother and like him and I would just talk about what we were doing and, and all these things. And and that was almost just as fun as me as playing the video game is just watching him play video games. So I'm actually not surprised that something like Twitch tick off with, with live streaming, but yeah. um, really fascinating. So back to Twitch and in the, in the actual platform. Um, so say, for example, you wanted to check out a new video game. So for example, far cry six, it's the first, second week of October. 2021 far cry 6 just came out and you want to see what the gameplay action is so you can actually go to twitch search for far cry 6 and you can pull up and listen to your favorite content creator talk about their gameplay and also see the gameplay live Um, so it's a really interesting way to kind of get a sneak peek into to video games if you are you know on the fence about buying something or if you're just super interested in learning a new strategy and how to approach something to talk about Twitch's business model. So how does Twitch actually make money? So this <laughs> back to like the initial point of our parents yelling at us and saying, we're never going to make money doing this. Yeah. Um, Twitch brings in a lot of revenue. In 2020, it's estimated that they brought in about $2.3 billion split between two primary ways. Uh, the first is with subscription revenue. So for example, you can purchase a $9 a month turbo membership, which gives you ad free viewing and a couple... Um, emojis and other things that you can buy. And also you can save off, save, you can save up to 15% or more by switching to Geico car insurance. No, you, <laughs> you can save up to 15% on sub bundles. So if you're subscribing, subscribing to more than one specific Twitcher um, or Twitch channel, you can get discounts for that. And also through advertising is where Twitch pulls in a lot of revenue. Conveniently enough, um, <laughs> there was a leak this past week and hit the Wall Street Journal with some of Twitch's revenue data. So if you're looking at content creators that are on the platform, Twitch paid out nearly $900 million to over 5 million Twitch accounts that stream. So these are the actual content creators that are logging in every day, doing the hard work of the salt mines, flipping on their webcams and playing video games and getting paid for it. It's definitely not all rainbows and unicorns here, though. The top one percent of paid streamers got more than half mm-hmm. of that nine hundred million dollars. So it's very much a very long tail for the bottom, you know, ninety nine percent of folks that are on uh, Twitch. So if you are looking to get into Twitch and become a, you know, quit your day job and just play video games, I think it's going to be really hard, but it can be done.
0: Yeah, I think that. This is similar for most content platforms, right? Like YouTube is very similar and people think that I can just make a YouTube channel and start making money and monetize it. But the top earners earn a disproportionate amount of the revenue and it's really difficult to kind of crack into. You have to be really consistent and uh, always be streaming or always be creating content, always be closing. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and and that's the that's how these people typically make their money. I want to touch a little bit about the idea behind streaming and i i usually use an analogy with sports um, because people like to draw analogies between now esports and regular sports so with regular sports you get to watch the players play the games same thing with esports you kind of get a chance to watch them at these big events and you get to watch them in these like small snippets of like maybe it's a one weekend event or whatever but where streaming takes that to the next level is that you get to watch them play daily and even practice and so imagine if you could get a glimpse into live cams for your favorite NFL teams and watching them in the practice field. Obviously, that's like competitive advantage that you don't always get. But for sure. In, in some ways, it's kind of similar in that you could watch your favorite player run routes and see what they're like playing against coverages and, and stuff like that. So I think that's really interesting. And I think people would actually probably pay good money to see your favorite players in like open practice. We talked about this, in the, I think, in the Bleacher Report episode, but... You only get that information through a proxy. So like a beat reporter goes to that open media practice, writes what they see, and then you read that. So it's this weird long game of telephone. But we don't actually get to see firsthand what our favorite rookies are doing on the NFL field. Like I'm an Atlanta Falcons fan. I want to see how Kyle Pitts is playing in practice. Is he dropping a lot of passes? Is he... Uh, messing up is he fumbling the ball yeah um what's his diet like
1: you know like is he is he he in the gym yeah
0: maybe maybe i want to go (laughs) even farther and yeah like what time does he get up exactly Um, and some players are actually doing that i know that i think chase claypool who is a wide receiver for the pittsburgh steelers he was doing like uh, youtube videos about his day-to-day juju smith schuster was another pittsburgh steelers wide receiver is like really big on instagram and tiktok and kind of giving you a glimpse into his daily life so i think you're starting to see people shift towards that but That has been kind of the norm for for gaming for some time, where you can kind of watch these players play in online matches. Uh, Even if it's not organized practice, it's them playing against typical matchmaking online gameplay and kind of seeing what they're doing. They get to talk about what they're thinking about at a particular time. I know specifically for League of Legends, which is a game I followed pretty closely, at least in North America... There's not that many people that are playing at the professional level where they're making a good amount of money. And there's more people that are streamers that just they don't want to dedicate their life to like practice and playing competitively. But they want to play for fun and they can just play at their own pace and style. And then they get paid by people watching them. And there are plenty of people that have converted from going pro to actually becoming professional streamers and in fact they make more money streaming than they did playing pro so interesting it's kind of that like what are you interested in doing do you want to win championships for the legacy and the pageantry or do you want to like just make money and people kind of flip-flop between that uh, at least in league of legends
1: yeah and just backing up to like what you said earlier about the analogy from like you know nfl to esports i love Mm -hmm. that and i've never heard that or, or thought about that before but you're so right like you know, I'm a huge Buffalo bills fan and I think Buffalo bills, social media does a great job of engaging with the audience being, being me with like all yeah. those like, little snippets. I think two years ago or last year, I oh, yeah, it was two years ago. They actually followed Josh Allen and some of the rookies around to just mm-hmm. get a everyday like life. And they, they put out this like YouTube series, very like well-produced, but it was only like five, 15 minute episodes. It was kind of like hard yeah. knocks, but it was just following around the players. But yeah. I would eat that content up. Like, if if the Buffalo Bills did that, for sure, I would not be able to, you know, put that down. I would just be, yeah. 100% addicted to it. So maybe there's a really interesting business opportunity there of like bringing Twitch-like engagement and like that everyday influencer content creation to to the, to the NFL.
0: Yeah, there's definitely a market for it. I mean, you mentioned Hard Knocks, which has been around for mm-hmm. a pretty long period of time, and people get really excited about Hard Knocks. Funnily enough, Hard Knocks is usually like. They usually pick bad teams to do it for <laughs> because they're probably not competitive and they don't care about people peeking into their practices anyways. But also you think about other, uh, maybe not even NFL. Like you think about last chance you, and you think about the day to day of yeah. like what's happening behind the scenes. Or when we were in high school, there was, what was that? Friday night lights. Yeah. Uh, maybe there's another reality series where there's like Hoover high. I can't remember what they're called, but there's some other reality series that, you know, talk about what's happening off the field and stuff like that. So, um, Shifting gears here, let's talk about the history of the product. So the idea originally came to the creators, or I guess the founders, Justin Kahn and Emmett Shear, about life casting. And it's just this idea of like, how do I show everyone everything that I'm doing? Some Twitch streamers still do this, and some Twitch streamers only deal with just the gameplay portion of it. But it's like, people want to see me as I'm playing in between games, things like that. Uh, But Justin took it to the next level and created uh, Justin TV in 2007. Where he live broadcasted his life 24/7, and he kind of created this concept of like vlogging and like live casting or whatever. There was other channels that started to pop up on Justin TV, and the gaming part of it blew up the fastest. So what they ended up doing was they spun off as Twitch TV, and they focused only on gaming content. They did that somewhere around 2011. Public beta launched on June 6, 2011. At that time, like gaming was just kind of taking off as this like the concept of esports was just kind of taking off i think by 2011 maybe there was like professional halo i know that starcraft had been yeah popular for some time i was League just gonna of say Legends i think was to, in its early days i think
1: 2011 was like the first time i ever watched like an esports starcraft tournament where i went to like my buddy lucas's house and i was like well, hey let's get like a pizza and just watch these yeah. dudes like just crush it at starcraft
0: yeah Tournament plays a lot of fun to watch because just like in, you know, like football or baseball or whatever, you have a team you're rooting for them uh, as they kind of like progress through this tournament and you are watching the different play styles and and, the, and there's commentators. It's just like a sport in a lot of ways that you get all this content through streaming. Um so yeah, 2011 was kind of like the early days of like there's enough games now where you're that you can start broadcasting different types of sports. Early early maybe 2000s it was just StarCraft, but then you're thinking about <laughs> Halo and Ah, uh, Call of Duty and like League of Legends was starting to become popular at the time. Overwatch, things like that, right? So gaming was becoming pretty prevalent. In 2013, one of their biggest competitors, uh, owned 3D or just owned uh, .tv, shut down. So that's a pretty big deal. I mean, their largest competitor stops operating, and so what's going to happen to all that traffic? They're going to have to look for some way to kind of scratch their itch of watching streamers, and they're going to go to Twitch. Totally, got to get your fix. Exactly. In mid-2013, there was 43 million monthly viewers on Twitch, and they were averaging an hour and a half of watching a day, which is pretty insane. I mean, I think probably the biggest comparison to that is probably Netflix with people like binge-watching, but Mm -hmm. that's a significant amount of daily time on the platform. In 2014, Twitch was actually the fourth largest source of internet traffic, only behind (laughs) Netflix, Google, and Apple, and they made up about 1.8% of the total US internet traffic, which is crazy. So don't downplay this, like what some people will think of as a niche group of video game watchers is actually a pretty large uh, component of total internet traffic.
1: And just thinking about like that and like actual, like physical infrastructure, I'm just picturing of like all of like the cables and, you know, fiber optic towers and wiring that's in the US. If you could just imagine, you know, like one out of every 50 miles is just dedicated to, you know, Twitch, (laughs) like it's just, it's wild to think about
0: yeah absolutely for sure um in 2014 they launched this thing called twitch plays uh do you are you familiar with twitch plays mike no so what twitch plays is no actually yep yep yeah it's great so what twitch plays did was they let all of their all the viewers basically like in a short time window vote on what the (laughs) player would do next so If anyone's played, like, Pokemon Red, the original Pokemon, it's pretty simple, right? You can go, like, up, down, left, right, and press A or B or start or select. So what happens is, like, all the players in the chat will, like, vote on what to do. Press A, press A, press B, press B, and it'll sum all those up, and then Twitch will do that action. And it does that. It basically does, like, multiple of these, like, rounds of voting in short windows. uh, So the player on screen is constantly moving. So the end result was hilarious. You would see the Pokemon character or the main character just like spinning around in circles or they'd be (laughs) opening and closing settings and and slowly over time, it would progress through the entire Pokemon Red game, which was incredible. Like they actually beat the game, even though there was like kind of this, these competing voices of reason, but it was just kind of this weird social experiment where they were trying to figure out whether or not a, a collective group can make these decisions and then Twitch would play it on its behalf. So I thought that was a really cool you know, side project. Totally, um, I th- forgot.
1: I forgot about that, but that was so much fun to watch, like the 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 saga on Reddit unfold, yeah or, like Twitch Plays Pokemon.
0: Yeah, and I think they've done a ton of other Twitch Plays since, and there's probably still Twitch Plays now. So it's just it's a great concept. So Twitch was like doing really well in 2014, and there were actually rumors that Google and YouTube were going to acquire Twitch, and pretty much everyone thought that this was already going to happen. But funnily enough, Amazon at the last minute swooped in and acquired Twitch for 970 million in an all cash deal. I think what ended up happening was there was rumors that Google was, they kind of backed out because of antitrust um, concerns. They already had YouTube at the time and had a really large market of this like video streaming market. And so they didn't want to kind of have to deal with uh, antitrust issues should they acquire another large streaming uh, platform. So I mentioned earlier that it was Netflix, Google, and Apple um were kind of the largest sources of just internet traffic not even streaming and a large portion of that is probably going to youtube which is already under google at the time
1: i wonder why apple is such a big source of internet traffic in 2014 you know yeah, what, i'm not what what sure doing.
0: maybe maybe apple tv although i don't know how many people use apple tv specifically but yeah I, I don't know why people were going to apple specifically but it's a good question in 2016 so at this point They had been acquired by Amazon for a couple of years. They started introducing this concept of Twitch Prime. Uh, If you're an Amazon user, you're probably familiar with Amazon Prime. It's this kind of premium subscription service towards getting packages sooner or getting, I guess, like better deals. Uh, Twitch Prime allows the Amazon Prime members to get more perks. Typically, it's like in-game loot or sometimes discounts or maybe a special store or like seasonal things. And that's been a pretty big hit amongst gamers. Uh, I know that... A lot of well-known games like Apex Legends Mm -hmm. and Overwatch have periodically there's this Twitch Prime drop where you get special Twitch Prime loot uh, that you can only get by being an Amazon member. So it's this kind of like exclusivity, which, again, I think is a big part of the Twitch culture. So Mike mentioned earlier that Twitch users will pay subscriptions to get like special emojis and special custom Whatever, and that's a big deal. Like there is this kind of exclusivity where, hey, look at me! I've got this like very unique emoji or badge, or I'm like a top follower of this Twitch streamer. It's kind of people like wear it as a badge of honor. It's kind of like being the the leader of the fan club, if you will. So in October of this year, like Mike mentioned, and we're in October right now. I think this basically happened last week. An an anonymous hacker reported that they had leaked quote the entirety of Twitch, (laughs) which is really funny to say (laughs) say for sure. But yeah, so essentially they claimed that the source code of the clients and the APIs were leaked and all the payout amounts to the 2.4 million streamers were leaked. Twitch verified that there was a data leak and it had attributed to a server misconfiguration, but there wasn't any personal information that was leaked out. So I guess that's like no login information or anything like that was leaked out. So I guess that's kind of like silver lining.
1: I'm just like curious, like if you're the hacker, like do you call up Twitch and be like, you know... Liam Neeson, I have a very specific set of skills. I have the entire the entirety of Twitch source code. Please give me X like I don't even know, like ransomware, like it's super interesting. I would have loved to be on that like a fly on the wall and like the panic room for Twitch when they see that the entirety of the source code's leaked. Um
0: Yeah, I'm not sure because I guess like what could you do with the source code? It's not like somebody else could start a second Twitch and not get sued to hell, right? (laughs) because yeah. you know, it's, it's exactly the same and the payout amounts while that's like you know well it's interesting to know ab- about who gets what it doesn't necessarily i don't know it's not personal information right you probably know what you already suspected like the top earners get a lot of money <laughs> and exactly. the bottom earners don't make much right so i don't i don't think that's like that big of a deal for twitch um in kind of the grand scheme of things but yeah obviously it's uh, it's a bad look to have any sort of data leak
1: yeah maybe like future roadmap stuff that was like in like commented on the source yeah, code or something, something right. like that. But yeah. even, even that, like if you've ever, anyone that hasn't looked at like source code before, um, like the messiness of some comments that might be in there, like, who knows? But anyways, we can talk about who Twitch is for. So I think at the core of it, Twitch is for just gaming fanatics, be it video games or board games or tabletop games. And as Jeff mentioned, the average Twitch user watches a lot of content every day. It's about 95 minutes per day as of 2020, which is very in line with the early numbers from 2014. So that really hasn't changed. I think what has changed is the number of customers that are going to Twitch every single day. So at any given time on the platform, there's roughly... 2.85 2.85 million viewers at any given time, just average average viewers on the platform. Jeez. Yeah, it's it's crazy. And then 9 million Twitch users stream on the platform. So these are the content creators. So basically 9 million people are logging in to, to stream on the platform at least every month. And then if you look at the number of hours, and I can't even comprehend this number, but in 2020, people watched 18.6 billion with a B hours of content I have no idea what that means cuz humans are terrible at rationalizing extremely large numbers but yeah it's just insane amount of time that people are spending on this and then as we talked about if you if you want to look at some of the key games that are being streamed as jeff mentioned league of legends is the most popular on on twitch there's 43.8 billion all time views for league of legends related streams jeff i'm assuming you have most of those yeah, uh, it's just me
0: <laughs> watching um, all the League of
1: Legends streamers. Exactly, um, and then the second place was Fortnite at twenty five point nine billion views, Counter Strike at nineteen point six, and then Grand Theft Auto rounding out the top four at eighteen point eight. So yeah, tons of views. I thought it was interesting as well that one of the top earners for the platform is actually a in twenty twenty was actually a Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, team so it was a group of people that were playing dungeons and dragons that would stream their their game and i think it was something like four million dollars or five million dollars is what they were were pulling through so it's cool that it's not just for video games but also for for tabletop games like dungeons and dragons fans and then the last piece of it is like the weird part like like, (laughs) this is what jeff and i were talking about before the show there was like a just chatting or just i don't even know what it was called but it was basically like people that were just streaming random stuff. And that was like a whole cesspool of weirdness and strangeness um, that I don't even know what was on there, but it's basically, I don't know. It was weird.
0: Yeah. I think, um, ASMR channels became a really popular thing on Twitch, Twitch streams. And like, yeah, I like th- think there is a just chatting where oh, that's it, just they kind of talk about whatever they want. It's not like, I don't think it's necessarily a themed show. It's just like people that are on there and they just talk about, whatever and i guess people like their personalities i don't want to call it a variety show but yeah they just like their personality and they'll just talk about their thoughts on whatever topic that they have at that time uh, and it could be anything i mean it's the same thing as like people that get obsessed with people's lives via vlog yep um it's not not always necessarily that that person is doing like incredible insane work in the world or like anything different but it's more like this obsession of like what is this person do? It, you know it's like following a main character through a story or a plot i, I guess it, that's what happens here in twitch like they just you know people get updated on things in their lives i think the trade-off here is that you definitely don't get privacy right that's right. like a big a big deal like you're trading away privacy for and, and like in, in a lot of turn in a lot of ways like voyeurism into your life for this like fame and notoriety and and money and that's directly what you're paying for like we mentioned before justin khan had done 24 7 streams mm-hmm. and Uh, that was that includes like sleeping so if you think about that (laughs) that's a really weird thing to do right (laughs) you pay people pay you to watch you sleep and and yeah and (laughs) you make money that way and it's just it's really invasive but for them you know that's the trade-off that they're making i i want to mention that i think recently i read that there's this guy who made an insane sum of money and his whole twitch stream i think it was twitch um was him doing sleep streams but viewers could pay money to wake him up with loud noises. Oh, my God. And so, yeah. (laughs) And so, yeah, people would, like, you know, if you donate... And there's, like, tiers, right? So, if you donate whatever amount, then, like, you could maybe play, like, a truck horn or, like, I don't know, something silly or maybe you get to pick the audio clip and maybe the more you pay, the more clips you get to play or the longer the clips or whatever it is. But it's kind of this weird idea. But, I mean, he's trading his sleep and his privacy for for money and i guess like maybe it's not that bad for him because he's like i'm sleeping i don't notice it anyways unless i get woken up and it, at, at least if i'm getting woken up i know i'm getting paid so yeah like, like he set the value for like you know like whatever it yeah, is like 150 yeah. bucks for me to get woken up there's always a hypothetical right like how much <laughs> money would it take for you to do blah 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 and in this case like you know you could, you do get to set your price point
1: yeah oh capitalism i love it you we can actually yeah. put a price on what it will take to watch have people watch you sleep and, and all of that jazz but i, yeah. I think like to, to your point jeff with like the you know your the trade-off of like money versus like privacy it's like not good like at least like not financially good you know i think like the odds are so skewed of you making it big as a streamer i, I guess like i'd love to just like have a documentary where someone breaks down how streamers became so popular and just like looking at or like all YouTubers are all like influencers or whatever you want to call it. just became, it had such a huge following. Like what is the secret sauce? And like, how does that come to life? And the hike, how do you know? And like also, and then it'd be interesting to set up the documentary. So if like, you're following a successful like influencer and then an unsuccessful influencer and like how much of it was attributed to luck and just randomness. Um, yeah. Cause just like going back to like this wall street journal, like article of, you know, that 99% of these 5 million <laughs> Twitch streamers, make you know less than half of all of the money is like is crazy it's not crazy it's just like it's so many people are trying to make it big and i think it's the yeah. expectations that you can just join and start streaming and people are going to watch you
0: yeah i think part of it is timing part of it is the niche part of it is uh being consistent and creating content and kind of ever evolving i mean you know you could have been early in some topic or you know some some genre Uh, And then falling off because you're just not consistently producing content. So people are like, what's new? And then that's also hard too, because people, especially for like vloggers, how do you not get bored of hearing about the same person's, you know, day to day, right? Like it doesn't change that much from Monday to Tuesday or even Wednesday. So like, how do you keep providing content? It's not like your life is so crazy where there's all this stuff happening 24 seven for most people, right? It's not like, or you're fabricating it, but it's not like one day you're like, oh, I crashed my car and the next day I won the lottery and the day after that I lost all my lottery money. And then the day after, you know, it's not, it's not always super exciting, but maybe it's just the fact, maybe it's habit that people are building. I don't know. Let's talk about the competitors in this space, specifically for gaming. The ones that I kind of pulled up were YouTube. There's obviously uh, YouTube streams that people will run for games and they'll usually the people that are running the streams will kind of dual stream them to YouTube and Twitch. So they kind of meet you where you're at. There's, actually bleacher report gaming and that's more of like the news reporting around gaming mm-hmm. vimeo is listed here there's probably like some clips of gaming but i wouldn't say that's like live uh gaming anymore and then facebook live actually like really tried pretty hard to get some popular streamers on their platform sometimes when you're scrolling facebook you'll see or at least i will like see some streamers on facebook live playing games which i always thought was kind of weird like facebook live isn't the first place i would think to look no. at video game streaming so yeah <laughs> that was kind of strange
1: I I wouldn't be surprised, though, if, like, it it feels like Facebook is, like, perfectly segmented in terms of, like, their demographic for, like, where you are. Facebook feels, like, very much middle-aged. Instagram feels like millennials. And then I feel like they're missing the Gen Z because that's just all going to TikTok. (laughs) So, like, it almost feels like Facebook would need to spool up something completely separate and brand it and have that, not necessarily just, like, Facebook video, but... With all of this, like, I think this just, like, sets the stage and the groundwork for how big virtual reality is going to be and augmented reality is, like, you have already all these people that are, like, super interested into their digital persona and just watching other people. And, like, I'm just very curious what the next, like, 15 years will look like in the digital Mm -hmm. world. You know, I think that's going to be – I can't even imagine what that will look like. And I'm, I'm very excited and also terrified for it because I don't understand it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Cool. Let's uh, shift gears and talk about our thoughts. Yeah. I'm happy to start. I think overall, like Twitch is a really good idea, mostly because, like I mentioned, there's definitely a gap for people getting interested in figuring out how these, I'll call them like performers, right? Whether it's sports or video games, like understanding what they're doing in their day-to-day lives to make them that good at what they do, or even just hearing... The thoughts that are in their head, like as they talk out loud, like I'm I'm doing this action, I'm uh, I'm playing the game this way, uh, so that people can kind of learn from their actions and, and and get something out of it, or maybe it's just purely entertainment. Like people are just funny and they're good personalities, and they play different games or they give reviews or whatever. I think overall that's like it's a good niche and it's a good idea, and clearly Twitch has done a great job of it, whereas like it doesn't feel like other gaming stream platforms are doing that well in comparison. Like I would say YouTube is probably the closest. I agree. Um, but I think they have a pretty strong foothold in the space, and gaming's not going to go away. I mean, there's just going to be new games that come out that are that people are interested in. You mentioned earlier that League has uh, is the leader in all-time views, I think mostly because League spent a lot of, uh, I guess, like time and calories into like, continuously improving the game over time, and so... I think steadily League has probably been like towards the top for the entirety of Twitch's. They kind of grew up with Twitch, I'd say. Whereas like Fortnite kind of was, I wouldn't say a a blip, but they had had a higher peak, but in a shorter window. uh, Where I think in the last like three years, like Fortnite became really big. And now I feel like Fortnite's like kind of falling off. Uh, But League of Legends is still steadily like probably a top three um, in terms of games played. So I think the good news is that there's always going to be games kind of coming and going and so that's always going to provide traffic towards Twitch and you're going to see new people kind of turn in like there's going to be new streamers all the time that are starting to become good at games and realize that they could stream and then kind of putting their craft together and uh, putting out a stream for them
1: totally i think that makes sense i mean especially with like if i'm a video game designer as well i think it's a really interesting platform just to look at the analytics like to see like hey like what peaks like you know fortnite's yeah. just like your you know first person shooter and then you have like League of Legends, which I don't even know how I would how I would describe, but it's so complex. You know, not to say that Fortnite isn't and doesn't have its nuances, but I feel like there's just all like the classes and like the strategies and different like ways to to play that make it super interesting from an esports perspective, as opposed to just a first person shooter, which is just like, hey, here let's watch like blah 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 that happens. I don't know. Yeah,
0: yeah, for sure. And I think that what Twitch did really well is they, they just know their users. I mean, they know that people are going to pay for these customizations, these emojis, these subscri- subscriptions. They, they knew who to partner with. Uh, they knew that people cared about exclusivity um, more so than like URI that can kind of just peek in. And so because of that, I, I feel pretty confident that Twitch is going to stick around for some time and still going to be kind of the industry leader in uh, video game streaming. Um, I'm going to give Twitch like a 4.5. It's pretty high up there. But again, I just don't see anybody overtaking them anytime soon. And I think that the people that are already on the platform see it as the de facto go-to platform or, or way to stream and watch, watch people play. So because of that, yeah, I think I think it scores pretty high for me.
1: Damn, Jeff, I think that's your highest. Yeah, I'll have to go back into the the numbers. Yeah, yeah it might be. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. Um, not going to belabor the, the, the point. I'm going to rate it rate twitch a 4.25 so definitely a little bit lower for you and i think for me it's like for the non-casual or sorry for the more casual gamer i think it's a little bit daunting to get into twitch where it's just like there's all of these streams and there's so much noise Mm -hmm. i think they could do a better job of simplifying the entry point but i think to your point twitch knows their customer and it is like the enthusiastic gamer and i don't know if they ever need to you know, downscope the platform, but I, I wouldn't be surprised in like five years if you saw just it, it simplify to more of like Facebook for for video gaming um, and then subsegment into different products like afterwards, just because it, it just because they, they Twitch knows their, their niche and who their customer is. So yeah, 4.25 for me and in general agreement with you on all the other features. Cool. Well, those are our thoughts on Twitch. And we would love to hear from you, our audience. So definitely reach out to us. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter and let us know what you thought at ProdX podcast. That's P-R-O-D-E-X podcast.
0: Yeah. And if you like the show, be sure to like us and subscribe on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, etc. And let us know what products we should review next. See you next episode.